please welcome our guest moderator, BBC Radio 1 DJ and host of The View Film Show on Channel 4, Edith Bowman. Good evening all, how are you all? What an amazing crowd tonight. Thank you all for making it down. Uh, we are starting a little bit late, so I'm going to crack on and get things ro uh, going. So let's see why you're all here tonight. Magic Mike. Good evening. You live here? Yeah. Yeah? What's your name? Kim. Kim, can you move back for me, please? We keep getting complaints of noise and underage drinking. Everybody sit down. We're going to be here for a while. You don't have anything sharp on you that I can stick myself with, do you? No. Good. Because I do. <laughs> How do you know my brother? He's on my roof and curb. I'm an entrepreneur, though. I manage a few businesses. Sure, cool. Are you going in? Yeah, we're going. Can I come with you? Uh, what are you guys planning on doing tonight? Wouldn't you like to know? Why don't you come down and see the show? Are you serious? Dude, you're a stripper? Yo, everybody, this is the kid. Do whatever Mikey tells you, whatever any of the guys tell you. That's it, the law says that you cannot touch. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house. I hope you can dance. You're still open. Hey, Mike, I think we should be best friends. <laughs> okay. You are fulfilling every woman's wildest fantasies. You are the husband that they never had. You are that dream guy that never came along. Welcome to the crazy club, kid. I was hoping this was all a joke. It's pretty funny. Why stripping? Why is easy. Women, money, and a good time. There's some fives in there. Oh, OK. The yeah. 20s? Uh, you don't want to know what I have to do for 20s. Look where I was three months ago. Look at where I am now. Thanks to you. Dallas and Magic Mike himself, Channing Tatum and Matthew McConaughey. Whoa! Ba -ba -ba -da -ba. It's a podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Nice to see you. Hello. You okay? How are you doing? Matthew, how are you? Thank you Good. so much. Wow, that's a lot of people. Check this out. These aren't, these aren't magic suits or anything. There's no Velcro on these suits tonight. I can't promise anything at all. So, uh, <laughs> Channing has got his thong on. I always got my thong on. Um, this is this the kind of the, the trailer we just watched is real fun element to it. There's a lot of laughs. There's a, you find yourself kind of bouncing <laughs> away in your chair. But there's some really, really serious undertones to this film as well. There's plots that kind of unfold um, throughout the story. Was that important to get that balance right? Uh, I think this world in specific, it's not all just fun and games, even though, uh, you know, for an 18 year old kid going into this world, it is all fun and games, and then uh, you kind of you you'll you'll hit some bumps along the way, if you will. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's just a slice of life. You know, it's not supposed to be a comedy. It's not supposed to be a drama. It's not supposed to be anything but just a little window into the world in which I experienced for a very short amount of time. Did that help? Did you were you were you in, you know enthralling the rest of your cast with stories of? He had quite a few stories, and, he, and then, <laughs> yeah, and he was sort of uh, the the technical advisor. 
when it came to a lot of the routines that we did on stage and such. You, you could go to chanting and go, is that, is that realistic? Yeah, that would make a lot of money. All right, let's do that. Uh. I didn't check the, t- the credits, actually, whether you had technical advisor, choreographer, as well as kind of star of the film as well. We did have great choreographers. I can't take that credit. Uh, but I was, I was there to help along, uh, if you will. We named a lot of your little moves. Yes, um, we did. Yeah. But we can't say I'm on <laughs> at this podcast. Yeah. Um, they, there's, there's a lot of plots unfold for each of your characters relating either to each other or other characters in the film but the backdrop's always you know what they do but what's the, each of their individual's motivation to be in that world? I think um, they all have kind of different ones I mean obviously Dallas is probably one of the most clear ones um, Yeah my guy Dallas is a hardcore capitalist I mean he's, he's a guy who's running this mail review with plans to, you know, move from Tampa to Miami and get 4,000 square feet of prime time real estate right there on South Beach. Beach footage, come on. And then he wants to simulcast these shows all around the globe and he wants to take over basically the galaxy. Go to Dubai. He believes he Let's is the messiah of the Mail Review. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's connected to something out there in the UFOs a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody else, though, probably ended up, you know, getting out of college or high school or whatever and then uh, just needed to pay the bills you know just like a lot of people do you know you start doing a job and then cut to six years later you're still doing that job and you're nowhere near closer to your dream or your goal yeah how easy do you both find it being sexy does it you, does you, it an, come, you answer first and I'll, answer, I'll yeah. answer right after that does it come easy to you because you know it's that's the that's the world that your characters are in they're constantly that's what they're seen as they're seen as sex objects by these women I can tell you that uh, <laughs> being a veteran of, of that world, it doesn't take much. Uh, women don't really go for sexy uh, to these things. They go to embarrass their girlfriend uh, by having some big sweaty dude get on top of her and grind on her. And um, that, that's what they go for. They're not going for any real kicks. Uh, but, but, yeah. Trying to downplay your part is not being sexy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And um, we're going to see a clip right now. Um, and I guess, you know, you've, you've got this background in dance as well, which we've seen in Step Up and... Uh, and, and it must have been great to have the chance to incorporate that into a little bit, yeah. Yeah, no, this, I mean, look, I don't know if the body roll and the hip thrust is very technical dancing or anything, uh, but it's, it's a few it's techniques in this clip we'd like to see. <laughs> okay, I promise you, let's All have right, a look at this clip. Star of the show, Mr. Magic, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that boy can dance, huh? And that's only ha- that's only like a quarter of the dance of one of his how many? Gone Three? slightly red, Charlie. You feel weird watching it? 
you get naked on stage and then watch it with 200 people as you're sitting there trying to be like, yeah, yeah, go, buddy. It's yeah. Like that. <laughs> she didn't leave straight away. That's the whole point. The kind of love interest in the film. That's what I loved. That she, she saw you come on. She didn't leave straight away. She hung about just to check you if out. If she did leave straight away, she probably wouldn't end up being my love interest. By the end of it. She'd be like, oh, no. Ridiculed by <laughs> I want to ask, though, in terms of the flip of that, of kind of, you know, being able to dance and stuff, Alex Pettifert, who um, does the most unsexy strip I have ever seen of anyone in the world, ever. Not that I've seen that many people strip, but... Uh, did he have to learn to be unsexy? <laughs> <laughs> well, one, I, you know, when no one knows, like, you know, guys, it's it's almost nearly impossible to, like, take the clothes off and be sexy, especially when you have tube socks on. Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't work out all that well when you're, like, <laughs> like trying to take it off. It, it doesn't doesn't work out. Uh, you know, and, and guys in general are kind of awkward, especially if they're in a thong. And uh, so... I don't know. He he did a really good job though. I mean, playing it up because he's a he's a pretty suave character. I am. Um, I imagine uh, that it was a, there was a lot of fun on set. Mm -hmm. Did you guys have a lot of laugh? Was there a lot of you know kind of taking the mick out of each other? And he wasn't any fun at all. <laughs> yeah, no fun. <laughs> we had a ball, man. It was this is uh, Channing's talked about it many times before, but a lot of times when you're done with your work for the day, you go home, and every one of the guys and quite a few other people when they were done with their work, say at lunch, they'd stay all afternoon to see the next guy do his dance. Because we were all, we were all sort of, the dancing part for all of us, you were the only one that had done any of it before, mm. it, we had all, it was all sort of on a dare. It was kind of like we had walked off the plank into the, and fell in the moat together, and we were like, oh, what's this gonna, what's gonna happen here? And um, so when somebody pulled it off, you were rooting for them. Yeah. yeah. Dallas, a fun character though, to kind of get into and, you know, and kind of bring to life. Who, Dallas? Dallas, yeah. No, I had a ball with Dallas. I mean, <laughs> so much fun. It was uh, uh, ruthless, as I like to say. It was, it was, you know, the MC, the uh, owner of the club, choreographer, and like I said, the guy who in his mind believes he is the messiah of the future of, of the, the male reviews, which <laughs> just is funny to say, but this guy really means it. He's committed to that, right, and that's so where the humor comes from. We've got a great, great clip of you uh, emceeing at the club. Yeah, they ain't that hard. Don't worry about it. All right, rule number one. This is the what can you touch and not touch rule. Can you touch it? Can you touch it? No, 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 no. Second touch. Can you touch it? Can you touch it? No, 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 no. Well, that too, the law says that you cannot touch. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house. Tonight. And I don't see a cop in sight. <laughs> was it filmed in a real club? Was it, was it uh, in a real venue or was that studio that created uh, No, no, it was a real club. Uh, we just, <laughs> we went in and made it look probably worse than it actually really looked. Uh, <laughs> we tried to make it look pretty cheesy. It's not supposed to be big production, uh, Chippendale type thing. It was supposed to be pretty low rent, mm, you know, yeah. Tampa style. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa's um, like a really small town. And what about the ladies in the crowd? Were they just kind of brought in off the street with the extras? Did they have to apply online? Were they vetted? How Where did you work? find the extras? <laughs> we, we found them on the street. They're vagrants. Uh, they're, just, they're just chilling Friends out. Friends and family? Hanging, yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. My grandmother right there, I think. Uh, um, 
No, uh, they were all paid, paid women that got to come in, and uh, <laughs> which was kind of odd. Uh, it, they, I don't think they really exactly knew how far they could go. You know, like they, they all sort of was in the beginning of the day, like, yay! And then by the end of it, they're like, <laughs> and like and just, yeah. and their like hair was crazier and their nails got longer. And, and I heard was, you got your actual thong ripped off you, Matthew. Half right? of it. Half of it. The right, right. The, string, the string that connects the front to the back on the right side. I, I felt this pop. And my left hand was over here and I was straddling the, the, the dance floor and I felt this, I felt it get a little cooler where it wasn't. Where it wasn't so cool before, and I remember just trying to stay in rhythm, covering my God gave me's and gonna hop it up and tucking and rolling out of that thing and trying to stay on on the beat. My God gave me. <laughs> and then remembering you had an audience. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they had an audience. All right, it was right there. <laughs> Um, we're going to see one more clip before I get some uh, questions from our audience. And um, the the um, the script was it? Did you stick to script? Was there an opportunity to kind of ad lib with each other? Because we're going to show you um, a, a clip of you and uh, and uh, I've forgotten her name now. Cody, Cody, Cody Horn. Yeah. Yep. Um, where where it just feels like a real such a natural conversation, and you're kind of pushing each other and taking the mic out of each other a bit. <laughs> uh, is that the like we're buying something? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, re one reads a really great writer, uh, and I and I help him with the with sort of that stuff, and so it's easy for, to kind of come up with a, a scene that is easy to come out of my mouth and, and whatnot. But once you get there, Stephen has such a great Stephen Soderbergh, the director, he has a great way to uh, hi. <laughs> he has a great way to to really make you feel natural. You know, you start rehearsing it and you shape it. It doesn't have to be what's on the page, but you figure out what you what wh is working, and yeah. then you kind of work that. And so it's uh, you, you figures out what's what's working, and you just kind of slowly slide into filming it. So it's, uh, it's nice. This is a great scene. Thank you, Cody. So if you could wake up and do the one thing that make you the happiest every morning. The happiest? Yeah, money aside, you know. Money aside, I would wake up on the beach somewhere, just making stuff every single day. Really? Yeah. Really. Tables and chairs, that kind uh, of thing? Whatever, anything, everything, just but custom, one of a kind stuff. I, you know, not the knockoff stuff that you see in people's kitchens from time to time. Hey, I'm hey, just, just saying. I don't have a custom furniture maker, man. Well, no, I do. Okay, so are you in business? Why aren't you? <laughs> I will be as soon as as soon as the banks start making the competitive rates and Thank loans, you. and I, I will. Look, I've been saving for six years. I mean, why do you think I'm doing all these stupid businesses with? And stripping, it's just, I don't know. I've saved 13, about 13 grand. It's gonna happen eventually. Wow, 13, that's a, that's, that's a lot of ones. <laughs> there were some fives in there. Oh, okay, yeah. no 20s? Uh, you don't wanna know what I have to do for 20s. You know what, I don't. You know what, let's yeah. drink these and I'll show you what you, I do no, for that's, 20s. No, that's okay, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> you know, she comes in there with a preconception of, of what, what Mike's like. She has an idea in her head instantly of kind of what she's like, and he changes that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to not have a perception of somebody when the first time you really meet them, uh, they're bringing your brother home from being out all night, and the next time you meet them, they're taking their clothes off and dry humping someone on stage. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's kind of hard not to have, like, a complete preconceived notion. How does he change it? Um, I think just by wanting something more. Uh, I, th I think that Mike is in a weird place in his life where he's realized that this is not it for him. Like, this isn't all he wants. And then by meeting her and, and realizing what it's, what's missing, um, 
he just wants to be a little bit more than he is at the moment. Yeah. And uh, she's sort of like the, the door. Whether she's gonna, he's going to be with her for the rest of his life or not, doesn't matter. You know, he just, he just knows that she's the kind of a doorway through to something else, something more substantial. What's Stephen like as a director to work with? I love to work with Stephen. I've never worked with anyone like him before. You know, Channing has. This was my first time. And you learn pretty quickly um, that when you show up on set, you better be your character right then because he's not going to come over and tell you, okay, guys, now it's time. Yeah. He'll sit back and observe for five minutes, ten minutes, an hour. And we all kind of notice that, okay, when we get to the scene, start doing what you would do. And if you do that, in the next 30 minutes, all of a sudden the camera's going to show up in front of your face and he's gonna, you're going to see Steven with his glasses pop over behind the camera and give you a little thumbs up, which basically <laughs> says, do what you do. Mm -hmm. Or, we got it already, thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that'll happen too. We'll come on the show. We got it already. When'd you shoot it? What? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the costumes were quite easy to help you get into character. The, the, the kind of what? The costumes. The oh yeah. I mean, unless those were your everyday clothes. I, mean, well, I, don't a, know. A, I wear that normally. <laughs> <It's a pretty laughs> you knew you were in a pretty specific office. <laughs> you weren't. You weren't. You weren't going to the accounting quite room. Quite a sweaty one. Um, yeah. Let's get some questions from our, our lovely audience. Lady right there in the white shirt. Hi, my question's for Channing. Um, my name's Priya. I just wanted uh -oh. to ask, um, <laughs> um, oh, no. when did you think that you'd really made it? I know that Step Up was one of your big ones, but just as this is a movie about making it and doing what you need to once you've kind of graduated and stuff, when did you th sit back and think, yeah, I've made it? Or are you the same? Or um, You know, I th one, I think you can always have a, a healthy fear of like it all going away. Um, and I think that's always there. That, you know, I've had a couple movies this year that, that have done well, and if I have a couple movies next year that don't do well, you're somehow, now you haven't made it, you know. But uh, I think the first time that I really realized that I, I had not made it probably in the traditional sense was when I realized that this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life. Uh, no matter sink or swim, um, I had kind of zeroed in on something that I was just like, yep, doesn't matter whether I fail at this or not, uh, I'm going to keep doing it. Well, you do it very well. Ah, thank you. P.S. I love you. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, Lady, just love there, please. Hi, this is for Matthew. Um, I saw Killer Joe a couple weeks ago. I think Me too, it's great. I didn't think thank I was supposed to find it as funny as I did, but I did. Um, oh, good, good. Uh, it's brilliant, yeah. Um, I was just wondering, did you make it quite close to this? Because I can't imagine two more different films. It was, I was just wondering, as long as you didn't still have that Killer Joe character on your on set or anything. What did I do? I think I can went Bernie Killer Joe, this. I made, I went Killer Joe, then I did one more after that, and then I did this. So I w they were three months apart. Three months apart, yeah. Great, thank you. Just behind, yeah. Here you go. Uh, hello. Hi. Um, Steven Soderbergh's not really the kind of person you'd on paper associate with a film like this. <laughs> um, was it him that attracted you to it or were you attached before? Um, I mean, one, he's made things like Sex Lives Videotape, The Girlfriend Experience, I mean, so he has made very salacious things, but maybe not this uh, sort of lowbrow. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> uh, I did a movie with him earlier in the year called Haywire and, um, and I had just over a beer t told him about one of these stories in my life and, and um, <laughs> his, his jaw sort of hit the ground and, and uh, he was like that would make a great movie he's like <laughs> you should write it and I'm like 
Yeah, okay, Steven Soderbergh, I'm going to get right on that and <laughs> write a movie, which I've never done before. Um, and cut to, like, you know, about three, four months later, um, we were eating, we had, a, we had lunch together, and he's like, look, we should finance this ourselves. Um, you and your business partner should write it. I'll direct it, and, uh, and we'll produce it, and we'll sell it ourselves. And then we just decided to just march forward. He had a really short window in which uh, he could do a movie because he had another movie right before it. And we just sort of, we just pushed it into existence. Uh, it was, it was n there was nothing on the page. And then I think even before we finished the script, um, Stephen was calling people and, and getting them on board. And it just sort of worked. Like everything just worked out. We got, we got really lucky. And um, I think it, that it's something very indicative of having a director like him that's been through it so many different times. He's made so many movies and especially with the crew that he's already, I mean, he's made like 25 movies or something with this one. Um, Greg Jacobs uh, is his first AD and his line producer, and uh, I mean, they they're they're such a streamlined sort of thing that it's uh, we got pretty lucky all the way around. Good question. Thank you, lady here. Hi. Hi. Um, okay, so we've heard Matthews, but I was wondering, since this movie was based on your real life, like, what was the most embarrassing or memorable experience that you had? Stripping or performing, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> what was your? Oh, getting it ripped what was off. Mine? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> getting it ripped off. Getting yeah. it ripped off. <sighs> I, I, look. Anytime that the curtain goes back and there's this many people standing in front of you and and you got to get naked, it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> and you better hope it's not cold in the room. So um, no. <laughs> when you got when you got to take down the drawers. Uh, I mean, but I mean anything. There, there's there's so many things. Like even there, there was a there's a there's a scene in the movie which you guys probably don't know about, but it's a it's just a dancing scene, and and I'm we didn't know what to do for my last sort of like dance, and uh, so I just went out and freestyled, and and you know there's all kind of things when you try to pull off like a flip or a move and you don't pull it off and you just fall on your so face. So nothing happened, like not just in, no 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 <laughs> not going there. Um, I meant like, because it's based on your life, when you were really performing, like, oh. like, yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, the most embarrassing thing that happened was my sister was in the audience standing this far away from me. Yeah, that's with, um, with, sorry, that's a totally better answer I have for you now. Uh, so this far away from me, and she had six of her friends there on my first night that I actually stripped. At least it wasn't your mom. Yeah. Almost my mom would have been better, I think, because <laughs> at least my mom's seen me naked before, and, 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 and she's still been like, oh, you know, whatever. But my sister, we do not have that relationship. <laughs> like, we might be from the South in Alabama and, and America, but we don't have that relationship. Uh, lady right there, who's with another hand up there. Great, thank you. Hello, Channing. Um, you had a very well-documented mishap during the filming of Eagle. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know the one I mean. Um, <laughs> Glad to hear that you recovered from it. Yes. But uh, did you have anything happen untoward while you were filming uh, Magic Mike? Nothing anywhere near that horrific. Uh, I have Neon Eagle. I burned my penis. <laughs> On what? How does she know that? Uh, <laughs> the brief synopsis is, uh, is uh, I'm, I'm in the highlands of Scotland and we're in a river all day long. You know how you, you have to shoot all day. Yeah. Uh, and I have a wetsuit underneath my costume and we're having a pour warm water down the down the wetsuit like essentially all day to keep my core warm yeah. so I can keep in the water. Day's done. I start walking on back up to the trucks and here comes the guy. Poor guy's been running up and down like a 15 minute hill all the way all day long and he's like you want to warm up before you go up and I'm like yeah why not and he pours it down and what had happened was um, he didn't get all the way back down to the river to dilute the uh, ah. kettle water like the <gasps> boiling water and he poured it right down my wetsuit. Um, 
I've never been in more pain in my entire life. Funny thing, though, on the way to the hospital, uh, guess what song that was actually playing on the radio? It's anybody, just wild guess, go. And, do you know that? Did you actually know that? Did you actually know that from the... How did you get that right? That's pretty fantastic. Amazing. It was uh, exactly that. Lady, just in the back there with a question, please. Hiya. Um, what advice would you give to other actors or people trying to chase their dreams out there? Chase your dreams? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, let's see here. Really love it. Like, you know, I mean, if it's a dream... Say it's acting. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I can't speak to very many other ones. Um don't want it for just to be on TV or to be in the movies. Uh, if, if you want to be an actor, be willing to be in an acting class, and that's all the acting that you're ever going to get. And if that's enough for you, then do that. Then do it because you <coughs> love it. And that's really all I can tell you. Like, if you're willing to do it and not get paid for it and not get any recognition for it and yep. you want to keep doing it for the rest of your life, then feel free. There's, there's no help wanted signs. Uh -uh. The guards at the gates are not there to keep you in. That keep you out, and um, take risk and don't act like one. Be one. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, lady, just here. If you could pass the mic along here. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> take a breath. It's going to be all right. Um, my question is: When you're filming and you have one of these days where you're just consumed by other things that isn't the film at the time. What's the thing that gives you that final push to say, you know what, I have to do this, I have to get this done? Um, what's the thing that enables you to do that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, the easy answer is the person standing next to you. I mean, you know, you're, you're all there. And you're all there and you're, you're, you're hopefully all there because you want to be there and not just there for some superficial reason. And I have a responsibility to him. I have a responsibility to my director and everybody around me that, you know, I have a job. And if I don't do it the best of my ability, then I'm failing everyone around me. It, it's a, it takes a village to raise a kid. And, you know, if one person fails, you know, the whole, the whole thing falls apart. But you're right. There, there, are, some, there are some people that, that may be in his position that can pull the plug and not give it that extra bit. I mean comes from, from work ethic, which he's got a great one of those, and it comes from another way of saying what he's talking about. It comes from pride. You know what? How, he, he, he's the kind of guy who would go home and, and, and feel horrible if he sat there and like said, nah, I'm done, and let a whole bunch of other people down. There's a lot of people that have a specific trade that they have worked their butt off to be great at, and if the person in front of the camera pulls the plug just because maybe they're not feeling 100%, you can do that. Mm, but uh, not everyone can go sleep with that. Go, go home and sleep, sleep with it. You know. There must be, you must have a sense of achievement though with this project. And the fact that you know you sat over a dinner or whatever with Stephen and, and he went, we should make a film about that. And now you're you're talking about it. Completely. I mean, it's uh, it's it's crazy even to. It takes so much to will a movie into an existence. I mean, you can't. You just can't know. I mean, just like you said, there's so many, so many obstacles along the way that just want to tell you no wants to say like that you can't do it and and when something happens uh, even just to make the movie is a, is a miracle for the movie to do well yeah you have no idea how many things have to align to actually get it to work wow. out and when they do because there's a thousand things that can go wrong and when even a few of them go right you're just so so thankful okay this is the last question gentlemen let's get a guy question shall we should we get um. last one make it good brother <laughs> 
Um, Matthew um, Channing, it's an absolute pleasure to have you guys in our store. Thank you. Uh, Channing, I had the pleasure of talking to you about two months ago over by the other section uh, when your friend was looking for some accessories. Great, you shop here too. <laughs> All right, um, so glad to have you here. Um, quick question. So you're an accomplished dancer, actor, martial artist as well. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, what would be the ultimate role for you? For example, we've got Robert Downey Jr. who's just achieved Iron Man. Who would have ever thought he would have been a superhero? So it's a good question be, for both of you, actually. What would be your, the, your the ultimate, ultimate roles for, yeah. for both of you? Um, that encompasses all that or just means the most to you? I mean, like it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's hard when every single one of them is an ultimate role, you know, that's why we choose to do them, you know, because they're all so different, you know, it's, they're all, I did a comedy with Jonah Hill that I never thought I was going to do, but I, I'm so happy with it. But is then, there going to be a sequel? Yes, there will. Yes! Like, 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 <laughs> like today, right now, this, like, if you can, right, this moment now, is there something, like, you just, you know, you've just done Magic Mike, so... Is there something on top of your head that you're saying, hmm, I maybe I'd like to be the next Superman or... Uh, I would, <laughs> I'm going to give you a really ridiculous answer because okay. I, 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 if I could play any figure, and, and that's probably not even possible, uh, if I could play anything whatsoever, uh, Genghis Khan. It's weird, I know. I am a huge fan of Genghis Khan. I mean, everybody's like, what? Like, I, I just really do. I love him. I, I, I love that guy. Matthew, you got, have you got... What? Hey, it's an honest answer. Uh, uh, martial arts, I don't know. He's yeah, awesome. I, he's great. I really want to play Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't think it could get weirder, but it did. It totally did. Good job. Matthew Mike is in cinemas as of tomorrow. A huge round of applause, please. For Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. And Matthew. Thanks, guys.